What if I just didn't hit record? What if you said that you were hitting record and I was just like, no, fuck that, actually. <laughs> um, and then, like, for the whole pod? No, I just, like, did it, like, off sync and it would just be really annoying. It would be really annoying. Yeah, I was like, well, why didn't you count me in? You said it was for you. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I did not do that. I started recording. <laughs> Journal Updated, the podcast about video games. I'm Nora. I'm joined by Molly. Hi. We're coming in hot. I was going to say a lot of energy on that intro. Yeah, I'm trying to offset the fact that we're talking about Bioshock 2. What games did you play this month? <laughs> uh, okay, this month I have played, I played a lot of, not a lot of, I played a moderate amount of Grand Blue Fantasy versus Rising. Um, the new, the updated fighting game. Uh, by Psy Games, uh, where they have added everyone to the roster except the guys I want them to add to the roster. Ah. Uh, yeah. The Smash so, Brothers problem. Uh, I mean, I guess kind of, yeah. I care much less about, like, Nintendo characters being added to Smash. Just does not mean anything to me. Um, but Grand Blue has a lot of guys, and instead of adding the guy I like, instead, next month, they're adding fucking 2B from Near Automata, so fuck off, actually. What if, what if they added your guy to Smash, though? That would be kind of fun. No, because I don't like playing Smash that much. <laughs> yeah, but... It's like, it's like, fine, but... I like I it think, in like a if party I'm playing setting. A, yeah, in a party but, setting, sure. But, uh, but like, it's not, just, a, it's not a fighting you know. game. Yeah, me and Autumn played Smash together a bunch the first time we were together, and uh, it we were kind of whiny babies about it. Yeah, which is true of all fighting games. I was gonna say that sounds like you too. Yeah, it was. We were more whiny then than we are when we play Street Fighter. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah. No, that makes sense. Um, played that. Um, I have been playing that new Prince of Persia that came out. That, you know what, now that I'm done with Bioshock, that is number one at the top of my list. Hey, it's pretty fucking good. I like it. That's, um, that's what I hear. They're covering it for abnormal mapping this month um, over there. Or I guess when you hear this, like technically next month, the one that just came out was the... Oh, God, what did they just play? I have already forgotten. Oh, Everything Double or nothing, nothing, the Bond the yeah, the yeah Bond game. Um, yeah, so something. the the next one they're doing is Prince Persia: The Lost Crown, um, and I think I'm not done with it yet. I'm probably I'm gonna guess I'm about halfway through. Uh, pretty mm-hmm. fucking good game. I am really enjoying Hell it. Yeah. The combat is pretty fun. I really like the emphasis they have on air juggling because if there's a guy that's like the same size as you, you can knock him into the air and you can keep him up there quite a long time. And the game like tells you like if you have a guy air juggled, he can't hurt you. So that's the best way to deal with almost anyone if it's possible. And I'm like, so true. Um, so I've been having a lot of fun with that. I just got like the double jump ability and the the movement really, really comes together when you get it. It's so slick. Um, and they have some really fun, like tougher platforming puzzles in there that I've been really enjoying. 
Yeah, I saw your video you tweeted. Yes, uh, it's you it's a pretty cool basically game. Basically, a Super Meat Boy level. <laughs> kind of a little bit. I don't think it's quite that rude, you know. No, um, no it looked honestly more like Celeste than that. But yes, it's it's very much. I, it has a lot of Celeste DNA in there, down to having like a collectible that are just like the strawberries. Oh yeah, okay. Or you have to like get through a thing, and then it doesn't actually give it to you until you land on solid ground. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that's it's been pretty fun. Like, you got to work your way around that and figure out what your return path is and stuff. Um, and it's a really good time. Um, so I'm having a lot of fun with that, and the story's pretty serviceable so far. Um, if it's going the way I think it's going, it might actually be, like, capital G good by the end. <laughs> okay. Um, but, you know, that remains to be seen. I'm not quite there yet. Um, have not really played many more farming games. Uh, that was I think that was last time I was still deep in the Coral Island Mines. That's correct, yes. Um, so I have not been in there, mostly because they haven't updated the game. Um, and I think that new Stardew Valley is uh, slated to hit sometime soon-ish. Um, so I will probably play some of that. Did I already talk about Metal Gear Solid 3 last month? I probably did, right? I don't remember. It's been a. It's been a. It's been a minute. It's been a month since we talked about this. I know. And then I don't go back and listen to the episodes. So, um, yeah, I finished Metal Gear Solid Three. Also, how did you feel about that? Uh, great game. Yeah. It's no Metal Gear Solid Two, but that's right. Yeah. I'll, I'll say that any side. day. It's just not. You know. Um, otherwise, I've been playing so much regular Grand Blue Fantasy, and it has eaten up so much of my regular gaming time. Um, they did the, they had like the, every Christmas they do like a big event where everything is like free or cheap, like to run your raids and stuff. So it's like really cost, <laughs> cost effective for the video game, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but like also, I have been trying to. Um, I hadn't done a ton of, like, the, the high-end endgame stuff. Like, I'm strong enough to, but it's a game where you are coordinating with mostly Japanese players, and there's a language barrier, and I don't know the fight super well, so it's kind of hard to learn on occasion. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have slowly been, like, dipping my toe into that and trying to learn some of it, and it's really fun. I've been having a really good time learning how to do, like, the endgame raids and stuff. So um, that's been pretty good. Um, but I have been, like, kind of grand blue-brained for the last month and a half or so. Yeah, I've seen many pictures of Jita around. Yes, Jita is out there. She's doing stuff. That new um, Relink game mm-hmm. um, is uh, coming out. We're recording this. It should be out tonight, in fact. So, Ooh. yeah. Well, I'm happy for you and your uh, grand blue minds. Me too. I'm excited. I mean, that game is probably going to be pretty fun. It, it's a pretty fun. The demo was good. Um, little action game situation. It'll be good. Hell yeah. Um, what have you been playing? Well, I know the I've answer been... to this question, but go on. <laughs> I don't. I have not yet beaten Baldur's Gate three. It has been one month. Since you played, you started your first file in Baldur's Gate 3. It has been... I started my first file my, the night it came out, um, which is in December, actually. Um, right, and it's nearly February now, so... My main character has, like, 50 hours in it, I think. Um, and I have a dozen other characters as well. Each with, uh, like, a dozen hours, I assume. 
Well, you know, some some of them only have like 20 minutes. Okay, just making a guy. Yeah. Um I this has been a big D&D household lately because of my um home game, which is like a Planescape game coming close to its conclusion. Our next session is going to be the conclusion of the of this uh arc of the campaign basically. Yeah. And we're going to take a break. And then Autumn getting into Baldur's Gate and subsequently getting into D&D. Um, we've just been talking about wizards and fighters and shit around here a lot. Autumn got so, so Baldur's Gate pilled. Yes. To the point yes, where nobody did. could have expected it. Nobody would have, could have expected it. I wasn't expecting it. Autumn usually treats my uh, D&D fixation with like at least a little bit of disdain just a little tiny sliver of disdain but now she's in the pit with me she's in the mud yep she's down in there with you she can't talk shit about it anymore oh that's not true well you know um but she knows words like elminster and armor class and shit like that so i know those words yeah autumn was like describing some stuff to me yesterday and i'm like oh yeah this 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 and then she was like when did you play D D? <laughs> I was like, I've played D&D before. <laughs> I know how it works. <sighs> I'm not like a big rules head, but like, I know the basics. I'm the big rules head. Yeah, I listen, I played one cool 5e monk once, and it was great. Monks are great. Like, my current I didn't have to wear any armor. I didn't have to wear any armor. I was giving yeah. everybody disadvantage trying to attack me. Um barbarians also don't wear armor so my barbarian who has trained into monk as uh she's experienced a personal journey uh is just punching people with divine energies and it's yeah it fucking cool. rocks uh that's not what Baldur's gate is though no <laughs> um i have gone through a huge arc with Baldur's gate yeah um I have very much enjoyed my time with it, as long as it has been. I'm at the point with my primary character where I'm like, okay, either I go through this door and, you know, get into the end game, which will be like two or three hours of stuff and then the game's over, or I do this one side thing to unlock some additional endings. like ending Oh, options. I see, okay. There's like a an objective that I've through my own choices, been given a, uh, an opportunity to alter some stuff um, to sort of take back a choice I made and um, open up some more options. And I don't know what I want to do yet. So that's kind of where I've sat with that character for the last week, just going like, well, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, could be anything. You could do so much. It's kind of not my problem if I made one bad decision and uh you know yeah that sounds like everybody else's problem yeah i'm good it's it's not my fault if like the devil has a nuke you know like <laughs> i don't live with the devil did you give the devil the nuke <laughs> i did I, nora did you give listen. the devil a nuke <laughs> i told him he could come to pick it up later oh my god nora Babe, you can't give the devil a nuke. You cannot well, alert the devil to where he can get a nuke. 
but he promised he would never use it in Chicago, so I'm good. Oh, okay, so you're good. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The minute he, he detonates it... that motherfucker in, like, Louisville, fuck those guys. <laughs> well, he wants it for devil things, and that's none of my business. Right, you're not a devil guy. Exactly. Um... But yeah, it's it's been really fun. I think that the Dark Urge stuff was fantastic. Um, it resulted in one of the best uh, like video game companion romance scenes that I've had, and not in like a okay. blood pervert way. Sure. Um, but it was just I've had a really good time. Well, uh, good. I'm glad. I think it is simultaneously a really good, really fun RPG, and also sometimes maybe a little overrated, just a tad. Just a bit, you think, just maybe? You think maybe the way people talk about it is absolutely fucking insane, maybe? Uh, thankfully, like, despite being pretty into it and watching, like, clips and funny little um obscure dialogue bits on youtube pretty often like i don't have to see people post about it like i don't follow anybody yeah, no. deep into baldur's gate so i'm i'm chilling yeah i uh um, occasionally when the game came out it was more of a problem for me but like I, at this point it, it's been you know months a year a year everybody's yeah, kind of cooled have... off at this point People have finished the first act by now, yeah. Right, they finally finished the first act. <laughs> and, um, yeah, they're, they're starting to chill out a little bit, kind of. Like, most of the people who are still into it are on, like, dedicated accounts where I don't have to interact with it. And all the people uh-huh. who are, like, just normally playing video games are not playing it anymore, so it's fine. The way they get you is that even if you're like, okay, now I know all the stuff so I can get through, like, the beginning pretty quick. Like, yeah, you can. Still probably gonna be six to eight hours for act one right because you still got to do all the fucking combat and stuff you do have to do the combat which i love i love to do the combat personally i know that's a lot of people don't care controversial combat um but i've had a great time making some guys i've added a new guy to my sort of uh inner uh storytelling pantheon my mind palace of of guys yeah um, i yeah well good i'm glad you're having fun and i will say as a mm-hmm. role-playing tool as a toy with which to role-play a character and to tell a story for yourself which is something that i do in, in many video games yeah. Um, not on the level of Skyrim. I think Skyrim is still a better play, like a better. I mean, it's box. much. It's built to be a better playground than exactly. Baldur's Gate is, right? Like that's the whole thing. Yeah. So for more freeform things like that, uh, I'm still heading up north. I was playing Skyrim not 24 hours ago. Because they changed how mods work again. Oh, boy. I don't know all the details, but... I was going to say, is that good or bad? I doubt it's good. Okay, indeterminate, but not looking great. They're called creations now. And they've merged the paid stuff into 
the same menu as oh. the community stuff. Yeah, that's so. probably not good. Just a little preview of what uh, it would look like if they ever decided to make another Elder Scrolls game, which I doubt they will. They point. showed that. Uh, I think the funniest thing is they've showed like exactly one title screen, and that's it. Yep. Right. Like that. That number. one trailer was just like, "Here's some mountains and the Elder Scrolls Six, and that was it. They didn't even give it a subtitle because they don't know where it's at. I bet. I bet they're just gonna make the whole continent. I kind of feel like I that's had, probably the way they're going. I had thought about that. Because also they have so many assets from Elder Scrolls Online that I'm sure they could repurpose. Yes. But also, what if they did it in Akavir? I don't know what that is, babe. That's the continent. It's like the fantasy um, Japan kind of place where the katanas come from. So it might be a little cringe is what you're saying. Might be a little cringe. Might be a little cringe. Might be a little racist. You remember that the Nerevarine departed, uh, uh, fuck, what's the continent? What is Tamriel? the continent? No, is that it? Are you sure it's not Tamriel? Tamriel. That's not the planet, is it? I think Tamriel is right. He, anyway, the Nerevarine departed for Akavir under mysterious circumstances, and nobody knows what he's up to, so. The continent Maybe. of Tamriel, yes, I'm correct here. I got confused because of Toril. I was thinking of Toril. Oh, okay. Which is not uh, Elder Scrolls. You know so much more lore than me. You said the Neverine, and I'm like, I haven't played Morrowind. I do not know anything about this. Oh, this isn't from that. This is from external what? source. Okay. <laughs> this All right, is sure. from lore. <laughs> oh, okay. So some shit I have definitely never heard of. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Um... But yeah, uh, who knows what that what they do? Because like narratively, the place that they end Skyrim at, uh, it's not looking good for anyone. The Empi- really, the Empire's gone. Like, maybe they'll do like a like a Three Kingdoms style uh, Skyrim. It would be kind <laughs> of sick to make a Elder Scrolls where you. Oh, the, no, never mind. I, I started saying this, and I'm like, what if you got to, like, pick which kingdom, like, you assisted one kingdom in taking over, you know, the continent? And I'm like, well, wait, no, that just kind of sucks, doesn't it? Well, whatever. That's no, that's what I, they would make. Now, what if it was three or four different factions, right? Like, like, a, like, a, like a warring states situation, but that played into your starting zone. So, like, when you oh, made you your new you character, yeah, you get a different starting area. That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, Skyrim 2, coming soon. <laughs> Skyrim 2. Skyrim's so good. One of the games of all time. It's alright. It's pretty okay. Uh, did I play any other video games? I don't think so. <laughs> I, think, I think you've been completely Baldur's Gate-pilled. Yeah, it's uh, it's all been playing Baldur's Gate, playing actual D and D, or playing Scum and Villainy, um, and then trying trying desperately to get you to finish Bioshock Two. <laughs> I did. You I did. did. You got that. there right under the wire. No, I finished Bioshock Two like two days ago. Did you not finish Minerva's Den literally hours ago? 
I did not start Minerva's Dead until this morning. Okay, that's still that's that was that was the project. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get credit because you just finished the base game. Well, you said Bioshock too. You didn't say Minerva's Dead. Oh, yeah. Okay, all right. Anyway, we got there. It's all good. We both finished. We have both played both halves of Bioshock Two. I wouldn't call that a half. It's like a it's like a third. It's like I don't know about that. Minerva's Dead. I think is it's very, probably very short. Uh, if you run around and do stuff, it's not as short. Did you go around and do all the side stuff? Do you mean the little sister stuff? I just mean like exploring in general. There's a lot of stuff that it does not tell you to go do that you can do. Oh, I don't know about that. That makes it sound like oh, okay. there's more. But I did do like all like the gather from the little sister stuff uh, and fight all the big sisters. But that um, might mean that you went to all the places. It just took me a while because I spent a lot of time exploring. That Minerva's Den is weird. We'll talk about it. But I felt so overpowered the whole time I've played that. All right, let's talk Bioshock Two. First person shooter, you may you may have heard of it. It's Bioshock 2, developed by 2K Marin, published by 2K uh, back in 2010. Um, I remember when I uh, was, you know, when this game came out, I was, what, 19? I purchased the special edition of Bioshock 2. It For wasn't how many worth dollars? it, but, oh, probably way more than I should have. Probably like 50 or 60, right? No, probably like 150. <laughs> really? Yeah, that's how much like the yeah the craziest special editions because it came with like a it came with like a vinyl of the soundtrack, oh. it came with a bunch of extra stuff. Yeah, yeah. I I, I spent money that I should not have on Bioshock Two. That's basically the whole story. Mm-hmm. Um, in Bioshock Two, you're back in Rapture. Um, you are right. you are Subject Delta. Um, a guy, the first guy to get turned into a big daddy, or close to it. You are you are one of the experimental guys that gets turned into a big daddy. Um, and the beginning of the game, you fucking kill yourself. <laughs> um, a lady walks up to you and says, fucking kill yourself, and you do. That's right. That's correct. Um, Sophia Lamb does. Um, and then you wake up ten years later, uh, resurrected by a little sister, uh, because your daughter, Eleanor... Um, who is right she she's your literal daughter correct i'm not or is this just like you love her because she's your little sister i am Uh, actually kind of unclear on this at this point 
I'm un- I'm also unclear. Okay. Because I don't... I, I'm looking here. I'm looking at the Wikipedia page just to try and remember if that was actually said out loud. And I don't know if it was. Um, anyway, uh, you have a, like, psychic connection with her. Uh, because she was the little sister that you brought around when you were a big daddy. Um, and uh, Sophia Lamb uh, did not want her to become a little sister. So she fucking kills you and then steals her back. Um, they... Game revolves around you waking up. You need to go find Eleanor or else you're going to fucking die. Um, and also, oh man, that's my, that's my daughter. And my bitch ex-wife said that, that she, you know, can't, I can't, I'm not allowed to see her on the weekends anymore. I have an answer. Yes. There is a removed audio file from the game that would have stated that Delta is her biological father, but because... Sophia Lamb purchased Delta's DNA while he was in Persephone. I see. Okay, yeah. That's kind of what I thought it would probably be. But, like, they they never say any of that explicitly. But yeah, the vibe so is the, that that is your literal daughter. In the actual game, as, we, as it was at, uh, eventually presented, that is not, like, a detail that is present. Yeah. But, um, yeah, okay, yes, because that's that's extremely the vibe the whole time is that like you are treating this like that is your literal daughter. Yeah. Um. So the game rolls around you, Subject Delta, trying to get Eleanor back from Sophia Lamb. Sophia Lamb is evil because she is a utilitarian slash uh, bad socialist uh, and has caused even more problems in Rapture, despite the fact that like it was already exploded by the time she was doing anything. Is she even a socialist? I mean, like, that's kind of the... It feels like that's the vibe they're going for, right? She talks about, like, the collective, but she never says anything more than that. So I'm really unclear she what never, her, like... Like, the... <laughs> when they just... Yeah. Are you telling me that the ideology is a little strange? It's a little strange and maybe half-baked. <laughs> it's a, maybe a little strange and half-baked, yes. Um, the utilitarian thing... Um, is what they're going for, but I don't mm-hmm. know if that's really what comes across very well. This is a she's very always, bizarre game. She's always talking about how, like, the evil that f- caused the fall of Rapture was the the self and the ego, and by, re- like, releasing the self and becoming part of the collective, we could find true utopia. Right. Her plan um, is that she is going to... I don't understand how this works. I'm going to lay out Sophia Lamb's plan. Yeah. She is going to use Adam to um, Adam the substance that you use to splice to transfer all of the minds and memories of Rapture's habits into Eleanor to create a selfless leader? Question mark. And then, presumably, because you find some like audio files, she's done this to exactly one guy, um, and he is like mind controlled to be a hive mind guy, basically, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, and he has no interest in like serving himself if he is not serving others, right? Um, so the idea is that like I'm going to do this to Eleanor, and then everyone else? Question mark. I guess her plan yeah. is strange. She wants to take all of the the bit the greatest minds of Rapture. And put all of that intellect into one person, but also remove that person's sense of self so that they will be a totally, like, 
so that she will be utopia walking right you want you want someone who is literally literally selfless right like very odd idea and then i think plan like step two go to the surface question mark right the other thing is that like the rapture that we have in this game it is like as exploded as it was in the first game if not worse right like why i know why she's still down here i understand why they're still down here but you've spent too long down here (laughs) there's nothing for you down here except for adam i guess um, it's been there is nothing years. left to rule. It's been eight years since Bioshock One. God, right. And I'm amazed that there are still normal people. I don't understand the how there are anybody still in Rapture. <laughs> I it it boggles I, the mind. The idea that there were ever more than 350 people living in Rapture at one time is also mind-boggling. Yes, like the how big is the city? I guess it's bigger than we think. It must be enormous, right? But it can't be. I don't I don't know. I don't know. I, it's weird. It is weird. But um if you have the evil ending, I guess we should clarify the the ending here. Right. You escape. So yes, you the you Go to save Eleanor, um, and depending on whether or not you have killed 1,000 babies or saved 1,000 babies, <laughs> you get a different ending. That's right. Um, um, the good one so, is you survive. Oh, go ahead, Nora. I did not survive. You didn't? No. And I read about people, like, there was, like, a choice present at some point. I don't know when that would have been. Um, I do. I died and got sucked. Uh, huh. Okay. So I don't. I don't really know what I did wrong. Um, but uh, maybe it was because I died seven thousand times at the oh, last minute. Oh, you know what? I'm sorry. You die either way. My apologies. You die okay. either way. But Eleanor <laughs> either turns out good or evil because of it. Right. And if. In the bad ending, so either way, Eleanor is there in the the big sister getup with all the little sisters on the surface, and either they're going to go out into the world to make it better? Question mark? Question mark? Asterisk? Or uh, they start launching nukes? Yeah, they do world domination. Where did Rapture get so many nukes? I don't know. Did they make them on their own? I guess. Bizarre. I, very bizarre. Very bizarre. Um, new um, to this game, uh, they replaced the pipe hacking minigame. Um, and instead, this time, you kind of just get like a bouncing needle back and forth on a uh, meter. And it has like blank yellow slots it has green or red slots and sometimes blue if you land on green you move on and sometimes you have to do this little puzzle like three or four times before the thing gets hacked um if you get it on the blue part sometimes you will get or you will get a bonus from whatever you just hacked which is pretty neat Mm -hmm. um or if it's red you trigger an alarm um and you take a little zap you take a little zappy damage 
I ha- eventually in um, Minerva's Den, I had a gene tonic. That's what they're called, right? Yep. Um, where if you hit a blue, then it ends automatically. Yes, that's finish. in the base game as well. Okay. Um, the hacking was uh, much better. Than- <laughs> yes, I like this better than the pipe thing. The pipe thing takes forever in comparison. And also you I'll- can move around while you're doing this hacking. Although that does mean that there were a million times where my character walked up to a turret while it's shooting him in the chest and starts daintily hacking it while it's still shooting him in the chest. You got to use your little hacky gun. You got to use the gun that shoots the hacking darts. Yeah, but I don't want to use those and all then the hide time around the corner of ammo. Well, right, but tur- like there's not that many turrets. Uh, you know. I only used the gun when I couldn't walk up and hack it, basically. Okay. I Yeah, I, I suppose that's fair. I used the gun mostly on security cameras and stuff. On security? Security cameras are the easiest one to get. If you walk under the camera, it can't see you. Yeah, but if it's looking at you already... Yeah, I guess so. I was not. I was not crouching. I was not stealthing around. Well, I mean, I wasn't either, but they look back and forth. It's, it's. I feel like the cameras are probably <laughs> the easier ones. The turrets, I, you sound crazy to me right now. Yeah, but sometimes they're too high up for you to reach, so you, you gotta pop them. The cameras? There's yeah. like, yeah, I guess there's like one or two of those that you can't reach. But um, I did also find a tonic that uh, increased my drill power and made it so I could only use the drill and the hacking gun and that third thing that I don't remember. The camera? The camera. That's what it was. Uh, so for the back half of Bioshock 2, I didn't shoot any guns. <laughs> oh, you were drill-moded? I was so drill-moded. I was freezy drill-moded. I was shocky drill-moded. I was horde of enemies turned to my side-moded. Okay. Yeah, you played a very different way than I did then. Yeah, I was not going to touch those guns if I didn't have to. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't think the drill is that much better, but it is an option. Yeah, use that. Um, there are there are a boatload of drill upgrades you can get though. There are probably I want to say like a dozen drill tonics you can get that upgrade the drill. I did not get that many of them. There are a boatload if you're looking out for them. I was not. (laughs) Yeah, I mean the one that really changes the game is the is the like dash. Uh, with the drill, and that's, like, just something you get during the course of the game. But, like, once you get that, the drill is such a viable option. It's crazy. I never used that because I was so um, stingy with my drill fuel. Oh, they give you so much fuel, though. But I always saved it because I used it on Big Daddies. Okay, sure. Yeah, but I mean, that dash, if you are doing a bunch of stuff, that dash goes crazy. But I, I had the freezing drill... So every time you hit somebody, there's a chance they'll freeze. But right. that procs at every pip of damage when you're drilling. Oh, you okay. Down. So, so you kind I would of just like up. freeze, break, freeze, break, freeze, break. Yeah, I would just drill them and they'd get frozen at some point And then that's just free damage. True. Very true. Um, yeah, there's also a bunch of NPCs in this game. that you, Some of which you can spare or not. I did not kill anybody. I didn't have to. The story of this game is so goofy. That first lady you run into, I forget. Do you remember what her name is? Is it? it was it Grace something? It was Grace something. Right? Let's see. Grace. 
Grace Holloway. That's right. Former jazz singer uh, who was blacklisted during Andrew Ryan's rule of rapture for singing songs critical <laughs> of his administration. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, she, uh, this is like the first, she's not, I'm going to say the first villain you run into, kind of. Um, she is someone who was looking after Eleanor, um, because at some point Sophia Lamb goes to jail on purpose, uh, to make herself (laughs) a martyr, which is very goofy, but she does that. Um, and then, uh, Grace is taking care of Eleanor, um, and you interact with her. She's the, like, air quotes boss of the first level um and you deal with her and her whole thing is that like Sophia Lamb has been telling her that oh you're such a monster you don't have any feelings you know you're not you're you're like you know this this evil guy who just wants to kidnap Eleanor uh and then if you save her she's like oh my god I gotta talk to Sophia she doesn't know anything about you you're so cool you deserve to have custody of your kids (laughs) it's the it cannot be stressed enough how much this game was written by a guy who lost his kids in the divorce. <laughs> it's bananas. It's it's like it also just kind of comical. Like I get it, guys. And also it just the combination of that with the whole Sophia Lamb's plan not making any lick of sense. That's is, right. It just makes such a goofy game. Yeah. Um. I, I, I don't think I was full of praise for Bioshock 1. I think if you run the tape, I yeah. didn't have a lot of good things to say about it. Um, so say what you will about Bioshock. That's it. That's the end of the sentence. Oh, okay. Um, but also, this... I, I just don't... I don't know what the appeal of Bioshock is. Um, well, the thing, I mean, at the time, Uh it was pretty crazy. The stuff like, um, like, uh, using electricity on the water to kill enemies, I remember that being, like, a huge, like, oh my god, that's crazy that you can do that. Like, just little Mm -hmm. environmental Mm -hmm. things like that, um, that are, air quotes, um, immersive simmy. You know, right? Like you this have your game options. is not an immersive sim, but we'll get, talk more about that later. This isn't, but prey is. Yes, I would say, bro. So. Somebody has got to. Def- this is this is why I don't believe in <laughs> genres. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Um, I think core to this video game is that you um, all, like, in terms of approaching problems, you have to solve all of the same problems no matter what you do. Um, no matter what gun you have equipped, you still have to do the same shit, and there's not, like, other paths to get to your objectives and stuff like that. Yeah, that is true. You you are not able to, like, go and do stealth to sneak around a bunch of enemies to get to your objective. That that much is true. Um, but, um, you get a bunch of different, um powers and stuff what, what did you i ended up just kind of using the same suite from bioshock one with just like the the elemental powers and then also like telekinesis did you do anything you said you were using like the hypnotize one i was using um security control or whatever that's called oh sure so word. you can direct the bots mm-hmm. to specific guys okay and also once you upgrade it you can just hold it down and summon two bots 
Right. Um, yeah, that's really strong. So anytime I lost my bots, I would just bring in new ones. I would use the charged hypnotize one to just get an ally for a, a short time that would follow me around. I used eventually, like by the end of the game, I was using the level three lightning and the level three level two ice. Yeah, um, and that was mostly it. I was mostly like trying to let the game play itself as much as possible. Sure, uh, let guys fight each other for me. The thing I like most about this game, I think, is just setting up those... Because you are playing as a big daddy, which means you get to lead the little sisters around to give you Adam. Like, you don't just kill the big daddy and then you get the reward afterwards. You have to, like, carry her around, lead her to corpses that she can get Adam from, and then she'll give that to you. Um, the thing I liked the most was setting up, like, my kill zones. You know? Like, you, you get a bunch of different weapons that have, like, uh, proximity mines, trap rivets, like, mm -hmm. uh, those little... You don't get as many as I thought, as I remembered you do, but the spear gun has, like, a cool electric, like, fence mm. kind of deal um, that you can set up, like, little trip wires mm -hmm. that are neat. I really like the part where you, like, defend the guys. Unfortunately, half the guns suck to shoot. <laughs> yeah, and also, like, I try, like, the first couple of times I could do those gathering mini games, I set up trap rivets i set up all my stuff and then i noticed that the trap rivets were not as effective as just letting enemies show up and then killing them myself so i just did that and then i got so tired of it that i didn't do it for the back half of the game and i still had enough adam to get all my shit upgraded that i wanted yeah they you have so many gene tonic slots in this game i don't remember if you had as many in bioshock one but i want to say you have like 25 or something in this game it's it's too it's too many it's it's way too many is what it is um and a lot of those upgrades are like base upgrades that i kind of feel like you should have to start with mm -hmm. um just things maybe not like some of the hacking ones but there's definitely ones where I'm like, why would I not use the one that gives me, like, physical defense up, right? Like, there's there's a bunch of ones that are just no-brainers that you can't replace. Because the other thing about this game is you take a ton of damage constantly. Yeah, you're not avoiding damage. You're a big yeah. daddy. Yeah, you are, you are just soaking damage a lot of the time. Um, and it's really weird that they never... There's only exactly one time you can upgrade how many health kits you have. And it costs a gene tonic slot, which is bananas mm -hmm. to me. Um... The game still has a limit on how much money you can carry, which, again, you guys, do you know what game you're making? <laughs> that was so frustrating. Like in, in Minerva's Den, every five minutes, I had to go blow all my money on ammo because I yeah, same. was walking around with 600 bucks. Same. <clears throat> um, and, like, I don't know if this is, like, a balance thing or something, but it, it's just kind of crazy how much you are limited on money um, in, you know the 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 extreme capitalism game you know but mm -hmm. um that's just that's just my like flavor nitpick more than <laughs> more than anything Andrew else. Ryan on the at the podium saying and no man shall hold more than six hundred dollars at one time <laughs> right? says the man the rest, in Washington the rest must go to my banks right <clears throat> um so yeah the the rivet gun just has one of the worst, like, targeting reticules in a game I've ever played. <laughs> um, it has it a just takes up reticule. half... The, yeah, it has a shotgun reticle, and it's supposed to be, like, a precision weapon. Um, I will say when you get the um, ammo for the shotgun that is effective against uh, specifically, like, unarmored targets, like, the I forget what that 
it's a specific slug. kind of slug. Yeah. When yeah. you get those, that gun goes crazy. <coughs> that stuff will kill guys no problem. Now, I did discover at the end of Minerva's Den that the rivet gun has an aim down sights feature. That was not yeah. useful. No, not particularly. <coughs> I mean, all the guns have an aim down sights feature. Oh, that was you just the only press one the I... button. That was the only one I got to do it. But yeah, no, and, and the spear gun especially has one too. Ah, makes sense. Um, I will say the spear gun fucks. They made like exactly one good gun, and it was the spear gun. <laughs> I didn't like it, so I didn't touch you it. You didn't? Yeah, it was really good. <laughs> I, I like that thing. It just kills guys so easy. Nothing was doing enough damage for me to feel like it was good. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. Like, And I think the really important part is that much like money, the ammo restrictions are so low that it was like, well, I'm not going to blow all my spears. Like, if I'm yes. not killing a guy with a spear in one hit, I'm not using the spear gun. They do not let you carry a ton of ammo. It, it feels like it's very limited on purpose um, to make you switch between your guns. But the problem is half the guns are just not fun to use. I don't yeah. want to switch. Like, the machine gun is okay. And, like, sometimes when I'm using, like, the, the anti-armor rounds are okay. But, like, the regular anti-personnel rounds and the, and the regular rounds just aren't that interesting. The, um, what other guns do you get in this game? The shotgun is okay. I feel like it should be way stronger for what it is because it has such a short range. Mm-hmm. Um, until you get those slugs. And those slugs have, like, infinite range. You could fuck <laughs> someone up with that. Um, the... What other guns are in this game? Rivet gun, the machine gun. Uh, the camera, I also still don't like. Um, they made it better than the first game. Like, I think the camera situation where it's like a video camera rather than the, like, single shot um, helps mm-hmm. a little bit. But at the same time, it's still so frustrating because there's no, like, if there was a way to toggle easily back and forth between your weapons. Like, when you press Y and you switch to your secondary weapon in a normal video game... It makes it a lot easier to use stuff like that. If there was a dedicated camera button, it would be a lot easier to play, but there's not. And you have too many weapons to use the, like, quick tap on right bumper to switch between your weapons. I want to say you get eight or nine throughout the game. Yeah, I think it's eight because it's it's like a whole radial thing. Yeah, so you you get a whole radial thing. Um, Let me see. Bioshock 2 weapons. So there is, oh, you also get, so the drill, the rivet gun, the machine gun, the spear gun, uh, the shotgun, the launcher, um, which shoots grenades, which I did not think was that good. It did not seem particularly effective. I never used it. I didn't use it until the last big sister in Minerva's Den when I was like, wait a second, I can finish this real quick. I have, I just picked up this launcher and then boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Um, And that's still a killer. Yeah, and then you get the hacking tool, which lets you do hacking at range, and there is also um, an auto... Yeah, the mini turrets are really strong, Mm -hmm. um, and those are great for those little sister, like, set-up kill-your-kill lanes and stuff. Um, And then the last one is the research camera, which is frustrating. In Murderer's Den, you get one new weapon, which is the ion laser, which was pretty okay. That was the only gun in this game that I felt like was worth using. Yeah, it felt pretty damn good. Especially when I was, like... I happened to be lined up with, like, a hallway that I could see the door open during a little sister thing and, like, guys running down the hallway. And the console shooter, like, aim correction would just let me... Yeah. Like it was that one glitch day in Destiny 2. 
Uh, sure, yeah. There was that day in Destiny 2 where the, the laser weapons were killing instantly. Oh, really? And so okay. ev- everybody <laughs> went in and it was just using the just Prometheus. Just spinning in circles. Yeah, just getting hella kills with the with the Prometheus lens. That's what it was. I mean, that does sound pretty good. Yeah, they turned it into an event at some point. They, like, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so the, the base game Bioshock 2, um, not great, you know. Not, not great. Did not particularly enjoy it. Minerva's Den was okay. It was okay. Um, it's funny. I think that the most fun I had with Minerva's Den was realizing that they adapted its story into the um, sort of prelude story to Tacoma. Yeah. Uh, that was that was the most fun I had there with like the story, yes. but it was like a normal story. It wasn't outrageously silly or or nonsensical. It was a normal little story. I don't know. I think who... it's. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I just forgot something. You you go. Okay, I was gonna say I think it is so funny because I remember Minerva's Den being held up like, oh my god, this is like the greatest DLC we've had for any game, <laughs> like. This is the new standard. And I'm, like, playing it. I'm, like, yeah, it's all right. Like, you know, it's pretty good. Like, you get the the biggest change. I think my biggest frustration with Bioshock 2 is the way it handles weapon upgrades, which is the same as Bioshock 1, but it just feels worse in this game for whatever reason. A lot of the upgrades don't feel that significant. Um, yeah. And you need to upgrade a single weapon three times. And the third time, you get, like, an actual real-ass upgrade to your weapon, but, like, most of the time, the first two investments don't feel that worth it. Um, so it just kind of, like, I was upgrading, like, each thing once, just looking and seeing when, um, seeing when, like, what what is the third upgrade? Like, is this worth investing my next two areas upgrade weapon thing into? Because as far as I know, there's also not enough uh, kiosks to upgrade every weapon all the way. Is that true? Did you run into enough? I certainly didn't have enough. I think yeah. I missed a few, but I only had one fully upgraded gun, maybe two. Yeah, I um I may have missed a few, but like I I was not able to upgrade all of my weapons. It just did not happen. Um so I upgraded like the the drill, obviously. Right, of course. I upgraded the spear gun all the way. I ended up upgrading the shotgun all the way, and I think I ended up upgrading what was the last one I did. What were, what were my... I can't really remember. I think it probably was the machine gun, if I were to guess, just because, like, I was running out of stuff and I didn't want to use the rivet gun or the um, mm-hmm. the launcher. I did not think they were that good. Um, and also, you're not allowed to upgrade the hack tool, I think. So Yeah, I would have I would have done that. Yeah, could you imagine if the mini turrets got an upgrade at some point? That would be crazy. Imagine if you could hold more than three of them. That would be crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be nice. Well, so I forgot about the one in the chamber, but you do get the one in the chamber. That's right. Um, um, but yeah, so that's the thing about Minerva's Den is that when you find one of the weapons, at first it will not be upgraded, and then if you go do a little exploring, you will find the upgraded of the version of that weapon later. Yeah. So uh, when it, you get I the did... spear gun, I missed the first one, I think, but when I got it, it was fully upgraded, and I was like, let's fucking go, dude. Yeah, I st- several weapons I picked up for the first time upgraded, and I was like, oh, okay, they're just going to skip to the end, just like how they're letting me buy the endgame 
plasmids from the start? Okay. Right, yeah. You get yeah. it's it's pretty neat because they let you just have access to all that stuff, so you can complete a like air quotes build pretty quick. Um, and I really like the way like it's kind of like you will go find and you will see that there's like a door like, oh, I need the electric upgrade to unlock that door. And then you will go into like another area and then you'll be like, oh, now I have the electric upgrade. You'll clear that side room. And then like you get a different thing from that side room. And the way the, I think it's just built better. The Minerva's Den is following what would become the blueprint for my favorite type of DLC, which is we have all the stuff from the main game. Let's make a very small contained gauntlet to use all that stuff in maybe we've understood the balance in, in a new way but we're like able we're like willing to um expand on what the player's capable of with those tools by like tweaking when they're available and things right. like that um, yes which is great it does however mean that the first like hour of first like yeah, first hour of Minerva's Den is, like, every three feet, there's a door you can't open that you need to right. go to the other side of the level to get an item for. Yes. <laughs> Which yeah, is a little what frustrating game at first. is, too, but it's, like, shrunken down, so it's, like, constantly, oh, shit, the gravity door, oh, shit, the, the zap door. I will say the gravity well plasmid is head and shoulders way better than any other plasmid you get in the base game. It's oh, crazy. Yeah. It is so strong. I love it. I never upgraded it, but I didn't really need to. Uh, when you upgrade it, it kind of goes crazy. <laughs> <laughs> leaving leaving like little proximity grenade gravity wells is incredible. Hell yeah. Yeah. So I was I did like the Minerva's Den DLC. I do think it's very funny that this is the first I tried to bring my dead wife back from the grave and I maybe I shouldn't <laughs> have done that. And it's <laughs> it's so like it's so boilerplate. Every game does this and we were all well not we. They were all so impressed. <laughs> I'm like, dude, <laughs> someone just wrote a normal 3-hour story. It's not that interesting. It's it's your it's just a standard dead guy AI story. And or dead yes. wife AI, wife guy AI. That's I had it rhyming in my head. And wife, I didn't guy say it. Like, wife guy AI. Wife guy AI. But also, it's a little bit Doctor Light and Doctor Wiley. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> there's the enemy scientist who's right. wacky. That boss fight sucks. What boss fight? You mean the the normal human man who could take. More punishment. Four hundred thousand hits. Yeah, <laughs> he he like summons like three big daddies on you. He summons like two different waves of guys, and he's still like a fucking. I launched. I want to say like ten spears into him, and he wasn't fucking dead. I was like, dude, he this was sucks. At the, at the foot of the stairs, a hacked turret was shooting him. Two like flying sentry bots were shooting at him. And, like, a mind-controlled splicer were throwing hooks at him, and I was blasting him with lasers, and he was just standing there taking all of it. Yeah. For, like, 20 seconds straight, and then he died because he didn't do anything other than stand there. Right, he just, well, he also deals <laughs> a lot of damage somehow, which is something, but... Yeah, just kind of a really weird, goofy, basic experience that, like... It definitely felt better than Bioshock 2. I think it's bananas that people went so crazy over this. I think just like... I have not played Bioshock Infinite, but seeing from the outside 
the themes and story of Bioshock Infinite after having played Bioshock 2. I'm like, really? You went back? You, yes. you decided, I want to take another shot at that. I want yes. the same thing. <laughs> Bioshock 2, or Bioshock Infinite is a well-known, not a good game. Um, It's got some stuff to it. Like, that's okay. And I remember some of the gameplay being pretty fun. But yeah, it's not... We've See, the, also we've decided we are not playing Bioshock Infinite for the podcast. Uh, I know Bioshock Infinite before I knew about the like story part is that I remember that being the first big for me like oh they the they lied at E three type game like this isn't the game they sold oh, at E three yes there was a lot of that too with all the zipline stuff I think especially like yeah. But yeah, there was there was a lot Dogs, of that. I feel like was the, were the, the Watch Dogs was the other big one. Oh, quick! Don't look it up. What year did Watch Dogs come out? Oh nine. Uh, uh, no. <laughs> was I? How extremely wrong was I? Uh, you were off by five years. <laughs> was it oh four or is it? Or was it twenty thirteen? Twenty fourteen. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I assumed it was way older than that. Well, because Bioshock came out, I guess that was like 20... Was that 11 or 13? It's one or the other. Bioshock Infinite? Yeah. 2013, because of abnormal mapping. Oh, right. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think of them that way. (laughs) That's how I have it remembered. (laughs) That's, you know, that's fair. Um... Yeah, we're we're not gonna play it. It's too many people have said too much about it, and we don't I mean, really have it. anything to add to that conversation. I might play it on my own time just to look at it, but I don't know. I will probably within the next six months boot it up just to see. But if it doesn't actually, you're gonna boot like, it up and turn it off immediately. Well, yeah. If it doesn't interest me, if it doesn't hook me, then I won't finish it just naturally the way that I don't finish half the games that I pull up. Right. I, oh, I didn't mention it at the beginning. I did play five minutes of. Uh, 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 what is it? Um, Alan Path of Exile. Oh, Path of Exile. Oh, you didn't. They did not grab you. Did not grab me within the first ten minutes, and I immediately uninstalled it because I didn't like uh, what it was cooking. But anyway, uh, uh, you know what else we probably won't be playing for this podcast? Watch Dogs. Oh, God, no. No, no, no. You could not get me to play Watch Dogs. Not going to happen. I like Watch Dogs 2 okay. Some people are crazy about Watch Dogs 2. I know Ashley's crazy about Watch Dogs 2. It's pretty good. Uh, I don't really want to cover it. (laughs) No interest in doing that. I remember hearing people be like, oh, surprisingly, Watch Dogs 2 is good. It's got some stuff to it, and it's pretty fun. But, like, you know, I don't think it's that deep. Can you name the protagonist of Watch Dogs? Aiden Pierce? Yeah. And his ah, iconic cap? Come on. His iconic cap. <laughs> please. Man. I forget what I know Bio or not Bioshock. I know Watch Dogs 2 is Marcus, but I forget his last name. I don't know if they give you his last name. He's Marcus. I just had the Marcus Holloway. Yeah. And then there I don't think there is a protagonist in Watch Dogs Legion. I think that's the whole deal. Yeah. Bioshock, huh? 
Bioshock, so when yeah. I said that Bioshock 2 is not an immersive sim, I'm saying that. I don't know what the consensus is broadly. Um, I don't think this counts. Like, there's no, there's no sim. Yeah, you, you are probably, you are probably right. I, I mean, I don't really count Bioshock either, but I know that that's going a bit far for most people. I think most people would say that these are immersive sims. Like, that's, that's the thing. And that's also, I just don't think it's a useful descriptor <laughs> for a video game. I just sure. don't think it's that yeah. useful because most of them are still just first person shooters at the end of the day. And sometimes you do stealth, right? Like those are the options. I, I mean, like the co- the quintessential immersive sim to me is like a dishonored. Right. And that, well, I don't yeah. know that everyone else has that. Like, I would just call that a stealth game, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't think I would call it an immersive sim. Although this is again, this is me speaking. I don't call anything an immersive sim. I think it's. I don't think it's a useful That's, descriptor. Yeah, I um. What was the other term for immersive sim? Was Are they like shock like or something? Shock like. I don't know. I well, know I that like shock. I, there, there was a thing with like the shock games that System Shock, Bioshock, thing, things of this nature. I don't know if there's another name for immersive sim. Uh, yeah, I don't know. If there is, it's news to me. Uh, I have gone on record as saying that they should call it a first-person adventure. Oh, 0451 games? Oh, shut up. That That's the other thing they call them. Right? That's come up before. Yeah. Isn't 0451 like a name of a studio now or something? I don't know. Or, or did I make that up? I, I, I do not know. 0451 Studio. No. Not real. Okay. Um, do you want to talk yeah. about our first email, which is exactly this question? Yeah. From Emrys, uh, my controversial opinion, none of the Bioshock games are immersive sims. They are just mostly linear FPS where you can dig in the trash for items that make extremely basic morality decisions. How wrong am I? Uh, and then notes, y'all should play a System Shock 2. <laughs> we should. We should. We could put it on the list. I think it is on the list. We just haven't gotten around it to is, it. It is on the list, as is yeah. potentially that remake of System Shock 1. Right. Yes, I forgot about that one. Yeah, I mean, at some point, I don't, I don't think you're wrong. I also just, you know, I, I am on record a million times saying that I just don't think it's a useful genre. That's true. Um, no, um, you're not in any way wrong to answer the email. Yeah, no, not at all. It's extremely just like a first-person shooter. You don't do... Yeah, there there are no choices to make other except for do you eat the baby or not? That's the whole moral quandary of Bioshock is whether or not you eat a child. Also, why the fuck would a big daddy ever do that? Because they're programmed to protect the right. little sisters. Yes, it doesn't make any fucking sense. It made sense the first time you go through. It does not make any sense the second time. The first time what? In the first game. Oh, okay. When you're playing, yeah. when you're playing as just some random guy, Jack, Jack, Jack Ryan. It's not 
It's not Jack Ryan. Well, you're Andrew Ryan's kid. What? Nora. <laughs> Is that true? Nora. <laughs> Jack is the protagonist of Bioshock. He's a young man who, prior to his unwilling arrival in Rapture, was a passenger on an airplane that crashed into the lighthouse. Uh, during the journey through Rapture, Jack comes across a number of gene-altering substances. His full name is Jack Winand, and he is 24 years old. You play as Andrew Ryan's kid. That's part of the deal. Uh, oh, it says family uh, expand, and the first one is Andrew Ryan father. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Nora. <laughs> Really? Huh. Yeah! That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's the whole thing. I don't... I didn't remember it. No, that's... Listen, that's fair. You don't think about Bioshock. Why would you? Oh, wait. Jack comes back in Bioshock Infinite. I, does he actually, though? Uh... I'm reading. I'm reading. I don't know if he actually does. Uh, no, no. If anything, there's probably like an audio log or some shit. No, well. Or is he? No, or maybe he's part of Burial at Sea. He's about Burial at Sea. You do. Yeah, I didn't encounter play at Atlas sea. in that, and also you see the ending of Bioshock One happen. Like, you look over and yeah. you see the ending of Bioshock happen. But. Uh, anyway, unimportant. Yes. Uh, you ready for your next email? Yeah. Um, from Jennifer, uh, if you drank plasmids instead of injecting them into your arm, what would your flav- favorite plasmid taste like? Would it be a soda, alcoholic drink, or something else? Trying to think, what huh. would be the best juice you get? Dr. Pepper. That's not an option. <laughs> Why it not? would be like a soda. Which plasmid, Nora? I don't know. Any of them. <laughs> they just saw Dr. Pepper. <laughs> I don't think you're answering the question correctly. <laughs> How am I not answering the question? Let me. Let... What would what your would favorite you... plasmid taste like? Dr. Pepper. Which which is your favorite plasmid? That wasn't the question. <laughs> that it is. What would your favorite plasmid taste like? My favorite which plasmid is the would taste like Dr Pepper. I hate you so much. I am answering. Look, Jen, you can write in next month and let us know who's right. I bet the incinerate plasmid would be like if you could make that taste like um, fireball. Well, sure. Yeah, I mean that would be good. I was thinking of like that candy, that the cinnamon candy, the calling like the gummy cinnamon candy. You know what I'm talking about? Not Mike and Ike's. They're the like the kind of little spicy ones. Hot you know tamales? what I'm talking about? Yeah, is that what they're called? Those are pretty good. I like those. I don't. I don't go for cinnamon candies. They're yummy. I don't. You know, I don't like them. They're good. Um. Yeah, probably it would probably just be a soda. I, lo- I love me a soda. I love me some carbonated beverage. Yeah. We're both DP girlies on this podcast. <laughs> you can't say that. <laughs> Dr. Pepper. <laughs> Diet Pepsi. Dr. Pepper. DP. <laughs> I don't know what the problem is. We got some emails from, from Crystal. Crystal. 
Your turn. Go ahead. Crystal, in her first email, says, what is a video game ending that would be improved by setting it to Linkin Park's What I've Done? The real question is which video game ending would not be improved by setting it to Linkin Park's What I've Done at the end of but the But an answer did come to my head immediately. Yes, go on. Which is Infamous 1. <laughs> that is a game that deserves Linkin Park's What I've Done at the end. I'm that saying. Is, that is thematically <laughs> appropriate. Bionic Commando I, 2009 ends with Linkin Park's What I've Done. Uh, also, The Force Unleashed. <laughs> Nora, you basically exclusively loves games that would uh, end perfectly with Linkin Park's What I've Done. Actually, now that I think about it, that's kind of like the whole brand that you've kind of cultivated here. Is games uh, that feel like they should have Linkin Park tracks in them. I'll take that. Yeah, I mean, it's not a bad thing. <laughs> I like Lincoln Park. Imagine if the if the intro uh, to what I've done started looping while you were doing a uh, a Baldur's Gate fight, like just a turn based tactics fight, while the music is building up turn after turn. That'd Can you imagine cool. you're playing Dark Souls three? You extinguish the flame as soon as it goes out. What? <laughs> <laughs> or it's it cuts in right at the end of instead uh, of the firekeeper. <laughs> you know, um. Um, when you the last uh, gunshot in uh, Snake Eater, it cuts. Yeah. <laughs> Snake saluting at the grave. Oh man! Thank man. you, Crystal. That was thank you, Crystal. That's email. a great question. <laughs> Crystal has one more um, one more email for us here. Mm-hmm. Um, and she writes, imagine if you were making not Bioshock 2, but in sh- instead a Bioshock stew, what ingredients from Rapture would you cook with? Adam slugs. Yeah, weird Adam slug, number one, number one ingredient. Um, you could probably get, uh, what kind of, did you notice, this is a weird thing, I'm not putting them in the stew, weird thing, did you notice how many dead cats were in Minerva's Den? No, I didn't notice any. There were a weird number of dead cats in Minerva's Den. I I found at least four. <clears throat> I feel like they, that came up in the commentary of Tacoma that that there were cats. I don't remember. Really? Yeah. No. I in in my in Minerva's Den specifically because it didn't come up during the the base game. I found at least four dead cats, and they each had like if you hovered over them, they had unique names. It was strange. I know it's it's probably just putting the cats in, but why didn't you put them in alive? Why did you put cat bodies in? Because <laughs> they were fucking dead. <laughs> yeah, why I don't know. Why does it like that? Anyway, um, what? There's nothing. Put the put salt water in the stew. <laughs> I mean, hell yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm down to put cats in the stew. Don't put the cats in the stew. I don't want to eat a cat. I would eat cat. No. I love those little guys too much. I don't want to eat cats. I mean, I I I love a lot of types of little guys that I would eat. I'd eat Kirby. Yes, that's fair. You would eat Kirby? Absolutely. It's he'd be too. He'd Kirby. be way. It would be, he'd be way too chewy. You would never be able to finish that motherfucker off. Kirby's a cream puff. No, he would be. That's he canon. would be so chewy. No, he's a cream puff. Look it up. <laughs> that's canon. I would eat Pikmin. I would roast Pikmin. <laughs> Oh sure, yeah, you were roasted Pikmin. I don't feel anything about Pikmin. I think that you those could guys treat... may as well be little broccolis for all I care. Oh, not broccolis. 
Um, but <laughs> you could probably treat Big Daddy's like sort of a lobster. You think so? I don't know. Yeah. Because they're, cause they're people, Nora. That's not important to me. <laughs> okay. You could put some. You're like, already big in daddy... rapture. What's a little cannibalism? Who gives a fuck? The, you could use the Big Daddy's fingers like uh, shrimp or lobster in the stew. Now that I think about it, how is there not like a cannibalism subplot in Bioshock? How did that not happen? That seems uh, like the number you know, one thing people would start doing if there were no ethics under the ocean is just eat each other. That feels really high on the list. No, because the most depraved thing that ever happened in Rapture, according to this game, was like sex work. That is true. That is true. That that was very depraved. Yeah, it was part of their very fall. very disgusting of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. I mean, Eve in the stew would be pretty good. Probably. Oh yeah, a little blue juice, you know. Yeah. There's uh, all they have down there is like canned meat, and I, I mean, don't want fuck canned it. meat. But the whole thing about a stew is that it makes everything in it better. So maybe yeah, it'd be better. maybe it'd be better. I don't know. I just you know canned meat just gives me the heebie-jeebies. Don't like it. Don't care for it. Grosses me out. I don't know why. <laughs> um, yeah, that's all I can really think. Yeah, anything of. else you want to put in the stew? You good? Uh, yeah, I mean, we should probably put a little sister in there just to uh, make it a moral choice. <laughs> How many people are you putting in the stew? <laughs> How many human beings are you placing in the stew, Nora? How big is the pot? <laughs> big enough for at least one big daddy and one little sister, apparently. Well, we, don't, we only need the knuckles of the big daddy. <laughs> You just want the... I only want the hand, and specifically the hand that was in the drill, okay? It's it's already moisturized. That one's clawed up. Um, That's it for emails. Yes, uh, send us emails, journalupdated at gmail.com. Oh, oh hypnotize polyp. That, uh, oh, yeah, because they had those little... Like, it was just a plant that does that, right? In there? Yeah. That was weird. Don't know about all that, but... Yeah, but sure. I would bite into one of those, or put it in a stew. If you put it in the stew, everybody would kill each other, from what I understand. What if it was a nicer... Like, What if by simmering what if it, was just it, chill? it, it lowered it from, like, violent mania to just, like, chilling out? Just vibing? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Thank you, Crystal, for the second email. As yeah, well. thank you, Crystal. <clears throat> uh, yeah, that's it for emails. Like you said, journalupdate at gmail.com. Send us emails. Um, send us emails. Send us emails. You can send an email right now while you're thinking about it. Don't forget. Yeah, don't forget. I we're playing. Forget. We're playing Dark Void next month. Hell yeah! I'm kind of excited because it looks like mid as hell, but <laughs> like, and if we have time, I'm gonna pick up. Dark Void Zero and play around with that a little bit. Oh, sure. We both were just kind of out of our minds one night, and we both saw that Dark Void was like $3. You were like, do you want to just buy Bar- <laughs> Dark Void for $3? And I was like, yeah, sure, why not? Let's just do it. What if it was Bark Void and he was a dog man? What if he was a dog man? I mean, that'd probably yeah. be a better game. What is it? I think the protagonist's name is like William Gray. I, I literally have no af- idea. I think he's named after the color palette of the video game. <laughs> Yeah. 
Dark Void from 2010, Airtight Games. Um, William Augustus Gray, voiced by Nolan North. <clears throat> so. Yep, that sounds right. Um, look forward to that. What are we doing the month after that? Uh, I literally don't know. Did we have something written down? I don't remember. It's on. It's here on the Discord somewhere. I can't believe you would ask me this question. <laughs> Let's see. Did we write something down for March yet? Yeah, we did. Or April. Oh, right. Yeah, we did. Yes. I completely forgot. Uh, okay, so after Dark Void, we'll be playing Alan Wake. Hell yeah. I forgot that we were getting to that that quickly. I thought that was a little later in the year. No, I'm. I, that's exciting. I'm. This is this is the year of the 360. That's so true. <laughs> we're just playing some fucking 360 games we dug up. Most of the games we have on the docket this year are either currently or formerly available on the 360. Yes. So, um, so we still have to add some fun. more stuff for um, the rest of the year. But yeah, we, we have some fun stuff. I think it'll be a good time even if Dark Void's not good. I think we'll have fun. I think we'll have fun. I think it'll be good. Uh, yeah. There's a jetpack in that game. That's the whole there's deal. There's a jetpack. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I think uh, this, is, this was the pod. This was the pod. You don't do any plugs? Uh, no plug stuff? You okay. Uh, you can find me on various social media sites at your friend Molly, the Y-E-R. You can find me at audioentropy.com, ideadmail.com. Um, over on Idle on Playtest, uh, we're still making an actual play over there. I think it's really fucking good, and you should listen to it. And we're almost done with the second edition of uh, Idle on Become Your Best Self, which is very exciting. Hell yeah. Yeah. Good shit. Yeah. You can find um, me on yeah. uh, social media platforms aplenty under the name Skulldaughter. Find stuff I've done at norablake.online. And uh, you can go to exportodd.io or patreon.com slash exportaudio to see, to to hear, rather, various other podcasts I'm on, including the podcast I'm recording in two days. Uh, we're not, we're not recording this. Um, Dragon Readers, which is the new podcast that I started with M. And we are reading The Inheritance Cycle by Christopher Paolini. Um, we finished Aragon as of our most recent episode, and we are reading the first third, maybe closer, almost to like 40% of Eldest in our next episode. So that's been really fun. I've been having a great time remembering all these guys, all these silly elves. Hell um, yeah. <clears throat> this podcast, though, is on the Abnormal Mapping Podcast Network. You can find that at abnormalmapping.com. You probably are already on that website right now. That's right. And you you should go to patreon.com slash abnormal mapping and give them some money as well. You should uh, listen to that blockbusters about the fugitive. It's extremely good. Extremely good. Is it good if I haven't seen the fugitive? It probably uh, is. Cause I'll still listen. Probably is, but you should also watch the fugitive. Noir. <laughs> I haven't seen the fugitive, but I have it's played a fun Little movie. Solid three. You should watch the fugitive. <laughs> I should. I've seen this, that one scene, but yeah, it's pretty fun, and then it gets really stupid at the end, but in a fun way, I think. Nice. Uh, that's it. That's the that's pod. That's it. That was the pod. Thanks, everybody. Uh, we'll be back next month with Dark Void. <laughs>